0: What's going on, everyone? My name is Teddy Ragsack, and you're listening to TED Talk Sports. And this episode is brought to you by Grooming by Diane, the best dog grooming services in the San Fernando Valley. What's going on, everyone? So obviously, with the recent passing of Kobe, I thought it'd be fitting to do a top 10 Kobe Bryant moment, sort of a tribute episode to him. Um, i know my last episode i wasn't really talking much um just kind of rambling on a bit so i do apologize for that um and it's a tough thing to go through um a little emotional at the time still emotional and yeah just you know your, your childhood hero passing away and it's it's a tough thing to as like, it's a tough pill to swallow but anyways um thank you guys first and foremost thank, thanks i want to thank everyone for sending me their favorite kobe memories and i'm glad that a lot of them lined up with with what I had originally planned out, because I've been really, <laughs> really weird. If everyone's was way different than um, this, some of the things that I thought of, so it's good to know that I'm not too off the mark um, with this list. But before we get into the top ten, I figured it would be fitting to do sort of an honorable mention, uh, because there's there's just so many Kobe memories that it's it's really tough um, to fit it in to, to to try to fit everything in. And of course, now I have to put a little pre crit little warning out there that, again, I was born in 96, right? So a lot of my 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 personal memories, again, I do remember some of the stuff from the three-peat with Shaq, but my personal memories when I first started really following the Lakers, which we'll talk about a little bit more in depth later, was around like 06, when I could actually start remembering everything and um, coherently following the Lakers and really diving into it. But anyways, so the first... God, let's see... It's just the honorable mention. It's already hard to talk about. Okay, let's first honorable mention goes to uh <laughs> the moment when Matt Barnes tried doing a ball fake to Kobe Bryant. Now, if you remember this, I think they were talking trash during the game and Matt Barnes is inbounding the ball and he tries to he has a ball fake right in front of Kobe Bryant's face. Now, the weird thing is too is I've seen different angles of this too. So I I've I've seen angles where like the ball is nowhere near his face, but let's just I'm gonna be a biased Laker fan, and I'm just gonna assume that it it was very visual. But from from what what we all remember, is that the ball was very close to his face, and Kobe didn't flinch. Right? It was this like totally badass gangster moment, and yeah, it, was, it was just really funny. though. was Matt Barnes was trying to punk him at the time, and he just didn't even flinch. So that I thought that was hilarious. Okay. Um. Oh, another honorable mention. I thought. <laughs> yeah. This this goes to his his rant that he had when he came back with the lakers after his his injury and the team was doing really bad and he was calling them soft uh this is this would be the Charmin rant right he was calling them soft because they're he was calling them charming because they're soft and he, i guess they're messing around during practice they weren't taking it seriously and then he was just roasting them and it was it was really iconic and he's like that's why you guys <laughs> haven't even won 20 games yet or whatever it is it's, or you that's why you guys have like 50 losses already and it, it, it was pretty funny um But it really just showed the kind of mentality that he had, and that you know he was when when you're practicing with Kobe, you're you were practicing. You're not fooling around. You're not doing any of that nonsense. So it was it was pretty funny. It was a good thing to laugh at, especially during that season, which was dismal to say the least. So it was it was really refreshing. It was kind of funny um, to 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 see that, and and everyone was wondering, too, right? Because Kobe was coming back from his Achilles injury, so everyone was wondering what his mentality would be like when he came back to the team and he, he didn't skip a beat. He was, he was on them. He was on their ass. So that, that, I found that pretty funny too. Um, my other trash talk moment that I want to keep on the honorable mention is when Kobe Bryant and Ron Artest, uh, were trash talking, right? I mean, the, and, and the, the interesting thing is that when I looked this video up, um, there's a, I, from my, I, I only remember the the one iconic one where Kobe Bryant is trash talking Ron Artest, Ron Artest gets in his face and Kobe Bryant puts his hands up because he doesn't want to get a foul and he's trying to walk away and Ron Artest is, is, is fuming. And it's funny when I, when I looked up that video, there was a like a ton of other videos with, with Kobe trash talking with Ron Artest. So I'm guessing there was some sort of history to this, but I guess since that was the most iconic moment in their, I guess their rivalry, that that's the one that people remember the most. But I thought it was really funny, though. And it's, really, it's a really funny moment to look back on because when you understand how the relationship developed literally a season later, it's crazy, right? I mean, they were trash talking and um, you know, dirty plays back and forth, and they were just totally competing against one another. And people forget Ron Artest was a phenomenal uh, defensive player. He was he he was a very very good defensive player. Didn't really score that much on. He wasn't really known for his offense, but he he was always a very very good defensive player. He was still good at the time. So it was a good ch- it was a good challenge for Kobe and the Rockets and the Lakers, you know, we they played a bunch in the playoffs at that time period. I think the Lakers, I mean, we got very very fortunate that or we were able to, yeah, fortunate that we were able to capitalize on the injuries that the Rockets had because they were giving us a good run for our money. I think it went to like six, seven games or something like that. And, um, you know, Yao Ming got hurt. Tracy McGrady was at the tail end of his career, but he got hurt. So yeah, we got lucky though. It, w- it was a pretty crazy series at Luis Scola, Shane Batty, the very good team. But anyways, like I was saying before, um, Kobe's trash talk with Ron Artest and the Rockets was really funny because and this, was, this happened in 2009, right? On When Kobe was trying to win the championship, uh, when, when he won the championship against the Orlando Magic. And literally a season later, a season later, uh, we have Kobe Bryant winning another championship. And who plays a significant, a, a huge role in this? Ron Artest. <laughs> Which is like if you were to tell someone that to, in the middle of them trash talking, you wouldn't you wouldn't believe it, right? So you have Ron Artest winning the championship with Kobe Bryant. Not only he didn't, and it wasn't just like he he was on the team. I mean Ron Artest. People forget he had a, a game five. He had a buzzer beater against the Phoenix Suns, and he also had a um he had that huge three. I think the Lakers were up two or or one maybe at the time or whatever it is. He hits a three. He just pulls up with a minute left in Game Seven of the Finals against the Boston Celtics, which is probably one of the biggest shots uh, in Laker history. And yeah, it's just cra- crazy to see that relationship develop. But you know that trash talk was absolutely hilarious. Okay, um, my other honorable mention, um, we have the 08 Olympics, right? So Kobe Bryant put up 20 points in the 08 Olympics in the final game against uh, Spain to win the gold medal. But you know, people don't re- you know pe- people don't realize is that. It was a two-point game with eight minutes left, right? This was a very, very tough game. It was a close game, and Kobe Bryant in the fourth quarter just began to take over, right? He started dishing out assists. He hit Darren Williams with the, th- he uh, passed the ball to Darren Williams, which he he hit for a three, and Kobe Bryant even had like a four-point play, and he had that look in his eyes. And Laker fans, you know what I'm talking about when Kobe gets that look in his eyes, it's it's over, right? The game, the game's over. So he he had that look in his eyes. It was really cool um, as a Laker fan watching that because. Well, one, it was nice to see him compete again because they just recently lost the '08 finals to the Celtics. But it was also super nice because it was almost like it was cool to have everyone cheer for Kobe, right? Because the well, <laughs> the way it works really is that in the NBA, when Kobe was playing, when he was you know in his prime and he was really good, is that you either you're a Lakers fan and you love him or you just, or you hate the guy, right? Because he's he's blowing out your team and he's dropping 50 points in your team or whatever. So people, (laughs) and you know, he was very pompous and had a big attitude. So it was kind of cool to see that, like, you know, since it was the Olympics, it's Team USA, you had like Boston fans cheering for him. You had uh, Trailblazer fans cheering for him, Suns fans cheering for him. And um, it was a really cool moment. So we were all able to kind of cheer cheer for him together. And um, yeah, but I mean, look, if Kobe, if Kobe doesn't perform, step up the way he did, and say we take silver in that Olympics, you know, that could, that could have had detrimental effects on the Team USA basketball. So, I mean, it, it was a huge, huge moment, um, and he sort of saved the day uh, for the country, so that was pretty cool. Um, another moment that I have to include is, and this is, this is a picture taken, and this isn't, I guess, is a well-known moment, um, and what happened is so there's a picture and it's of kobe bryant and he's trying to shoot it looks like he's in his pajamas and he's at staples center with nobody there and he's trying to shoot free throws with with his left hand which is which is crazy because obviously kobe's right-handed um yeah, and then it it just really shows his determination, right? And what's cool is that there's nobody there; it's just Kobe. So he's not trying to, you know, impress anyone or or whatever it was. Because like I said, he broke his right hand, so he's trying to he's trying to teach himself within a 24 hour window, up all night to see if he could play or shoot with his left hand, which is crazy, right? Which is crazy because nine ninety nine point nine nine percent of players would just would have just given up. Um. It 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 just I think it just really speaks out to the kind of player that he is and his mentality. Which I'm gonna I know I'm gonna be I'm gonna sound like a broken record the whole podcast talking about the Mamba mentality. But it really there's some of these stories that 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 we hear about is just insane, right? It's absolutely nuts. I mean, nobody would think even to try, right? If you break your hand, you're you're like okay, I'm done for the x amount of weeks or months or whatever but he was he literally was trying to sh- learn how to shoot with his left hand but he's been doing this stuff his whole career right I mean he was in um growing up as a kid in Italy he didn't know how to speak Italian but he he learned right he made it, he made it a goal of his to learn Italian and learn these languages because he didn't want the other team to be able to strategize and him not be able to speak he felt like he was at a disadvantage um so just the way he's able to work around and overcome these obstacles Obviously, he didn't end up playing with a broken hand, I don't think. I'll have to fact check that later. But um, yeah, just the way he's able to overcome these obstacles and just really doesn't give himself any excuses. It, it it was really cool. It was a really cool moment to see. And it's a really iconic, in my opinion, an iconic moment that isn't as well known to people that aren't Laker fans. All right, and the last honorable mention, and this is where this is where things get controversial, right? This is where things get a little controversial. Um, it's going to be Kobe Bryant dropping sixty-two points in three quarters against the Dallas Mavericks. I mean, and this was this was almost like like a trailer for his eighty-one point game, which of course we will be talking about before everyone f- freaks out. But th- this was a very iconic moment um, for Kobe, and it, I think he said something too because I think they were up by a bunch of points, and he's he's already has sixty-two points at the end of the third quarter. Um, and people were kind of wondering why he didn't want to go back in, right? You have a big game like that. You have a career high, you want to set records. You want to, you're feeling it that night. Why wouldn't you want to keep playing? And he said something along the lines of, you know, he's like, it's like Oh, I'll make up for it later, which he did, which he did. But this was a, this was kind of a, a foreshadowing moment in Kobe's career, right? To the, to, to him having these crazy high scoring games. And, um, yeah, that was, that was a pretty cool moment. All right. Now, Let's get to the top 10 list that you guys have been waiting for. So number 10, um, this is going to be the – I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to describe this. See, this is why it's th- sometimes difficult with a podcast trying to describe things with no, no visuals. But I'm sure uh, – if you're listening to this, I'm sure you're well aware of this. And you can just look this up too. But it's like a, Kobe performed – I'm trying to describe this as best as I can. Kobe performed a like like a full court dunk. And what I mean by that – you know what? I'm just going to describe the play. Okay. So um, someone's at the free throw line. The opposing team's at the free throw line. They miss a free throw. And right as they... Or no, sorry. They make the free throw. And right after they make it, Robert Ory sprints to the ball. Just like sprints to the ball. And then the moment he he's, you know, eligible to inbound the ball, he just like football throws it across the court. Kobe Bryant... This was in the 03 season. Kobe Bryant um, does this behind the back he does like a behind the back dribble that leads to a reverse dunk which was which was insane. If you if you if you see the play, I mean this has to be one of the toughest the most insane plays in basketball I think I've ever seen ever. And it it was so crazy too because at the time you're watching this game and you're thinking why is he imbounding the ball so quickly and he just throws it and Kobe and it was a poster too. He dunked there was someone there. It wasn't like Kobe was trying to be fancy I mean the guy was the guy was chasing after Kobe so he did the behind the back dribble to kind of get a little separation but he didn't have enough separation and he just yams it on this <laughs> this poor soul. So, I, that was a really cool moment. Um all right. So, coming in at number 9. Uh we have Kobe's dunk on Dwight Howard which at the time it wasn't it at the time it was seen as a as a good play, as a very good play, but knowing the player that dwight would develop into being the like what 2 3 time defensive player of the year and this f- monster of an athlete i mean seeing seeing who he, who he became it just the the legacy of this pl- of this play just kind of grew and dwight howard's also like 7 feet tall so i think that's pretty awesome that he kobe bryant was able to dunk on a 7 footer this isn't the first time we've seen kobe dunk on a 7 footer i mean we've seen we've seen kobe dunk on um like Yao Ming and and these other tall guys too. So Kobe's been doing this for a while, but on Dwight, like I said, knowing the person that Dwight uh became, it it was a pretty crazy play. All right. Number 8. We have the dunk on. This is probably one of This is this is probably one of my favorite dunks of Kobe's probably ever, and Kobe did it's it's Kobe's dunk on Steve Nash. Now now, if you're not familiar with this, the Lakers and the Suns back in around oh, from, from about like 06 through 07 had a massive rivalry, right? It it, it was a rivalry, but it was a one-sided rivalry because the Suns had beat us in back-to-back in the playoffs. Um, I'm not exactly quite sure which year this took place. For the longest time, I thought it was in a playoff game, but I, I guess it wasn't. Or Actually, I'm not 100% sure of that, but... Um, I just remember, I remember as a kid, right? And I, I mentioned this before, how I, I kind of started really understanding basketball and and really kind of coming into my own as a Laker fan around 05, 06, right? I was 9, 10 years old. Always been a Laker fan, but this is when I kind of really started to understand it, if that makes any sense. But Kobe has this ridiculous dunk, and, and the, the play goes like this, right? So Luke Walton... Uh, being the goat that he is, he <laughs> misses a wide open jumper at the free throw line, and the ball rattles in and out. Lamar Odom dives to get the scrambles to get the ball um guys guys all over him, and then he 's able to get it and he sees Kobe cutting to the basket and he and he passes the ball to Kobe as he 's driving, but Steve Nash is under the basket. Steve Nash tries to take a charge um obviously didn 't go too well for Steve Nash, and Kobe just detonates on him. And I I think this dunk just has a, like I said, special place in my heart because I had so much hate as a kid towards the Phoenix Suns because this was the first time I I really, again, it was really, like I said, really invested, understood basketball and they beat us back to back years. And one of those years, it was when we blew a three to one lead, right? And I remember I was, when Kobe dunked on Steve, I remember hating Steve Nash. Um, When Kobe dunked on Steve Nash, I remember I was yelling at the TV the top of my lungs. I was so I was so animated. But yeah, it was um looking back on it, it was it was a good moment. All right, coming in at number seven, we have is this this is sort of like it's it's two plays, I would say, but it's the it's the Buzzer Beaters against the Portland Trailblazers. Um, so the Lakers obviously had a big rivalry against the Portland Trailblazers, seeing them a bunch in the playoffs. Um, being two of the most dominant teams at the time and this was in the 2004 season yes 2004 season Um, and so the way it works is that (laughs) there was about eight seconds left on the clock Lakers inbounding it Lakers down three and the way I'm going to describe these shots it's really I, I can't do it justice you know it's just I really do encourage you guys to look up some of these moments if you're not familiar with them already but it's it's really hard to describe how ridiculous these shots were, but I'm I'm gonna do my best. So, 04 season, Lakers down three at Portland, and Kobe. And so, eight seconds. to inbound the ball to Kobe. He dribb- he he dribbles to the three point line because he's a little bit further back. Dribbles to the three point line with five seconds left. Four seconds left. He pump fakes. Right. The guy jumps in the air, but he has enough control of his body to where he doesn't collide into Kobe, and he doesn't. Um, draw the, so kobe can't draw the foul and so he jumps just vertical right just up and down so kobe's kind of and now he's pressed against kobe and so kobe doesn't have much space so he has to shoot this ridiculous fadeaway with this defender draped all over him and he nails it right to send this game to overtime but kobe wasn't done yet so we get to overtime um one second left blazers up by two and Kobe's just from way deep, like we're talking Steph Curry deep, uh, hits a three-pointer at the buzzer to win the game with one second left. I mean, this was, it, these are the, you know, when people remember Kobe, they obviously know that, you know, he was a very clutch player. He, fourth quarter was was his time. Um, and it's it's just moments like this. You know, and it's so crazy to think that such a ridiculous. This is something that you write out of like a movie, you know what I mean, or like you're in a video game and, and you're making these shots. It's so, it's so surreal, and just knowing that like I grew up almost taking all these moments for granted, just knowing that if we were in the fourth quarter, we just get the ball to Kobe and we're fine. It, it's crazy to think about that. It's really crazy to think about that, and uh, yeah, Kobe was a <laughs> he was a killer. He was an absolute killer. Okay, um, coming in at number six, we have the infamous Achilles free throw. So I'll never forget this because this was I, I actually I'm actually looking at the picture right now. I still have it. Um, I went out to I think it was for my seventeenth birthday. I went out to went to di- I went out to dinner with some friends um, and, and and my fa- and some family, and I remember we were leaving Benny Hanna's, and I remember looking at the TV screen and Kobe was down, right, Kobe was down, and I wasn't, I didn't even, I didn't even know what an Achilles was at the time, <laughs> as ignorant as I sound, but I, I, I didn't really, I wasn't really sure, I wasn't, I didn't really know, and I just thought that the worst, because this is, remember, this is like post-Derek Rose injury, so the ACL was a big, it was a big deal at the time, so I remember hearing that he tore his Achilles, and it just kind of gave out on him too, it wasn't like his crazy collision or anything, he just kind of gave out on him, um, when I heard his Achilles when I was happy at first, Cause I, didn't, I didn't know. I didn't understand that it's a career altering injury, that it's very serious. And I think that there was only one person at the time that even made the All-Star game or put up good numbers after tearing their Achilles. Because It is it is a very, very difficult injury to come back from. And clearly, we we all know the story that Kobe was never the same after after that injury. So that that's what really, you know, it probably it probably took a couple good seasons away from him. But anyways, so let's get back into the moment. Lakers Lakers are playing the Warriors. Um, Kobe's having another great game. Has like 34 points or something like that. Um, I think he's trying to back someone into the post. And he tears his Achilles. Um, probably up there with one of the saddest moments. Uh, obviously not as sad as what recently happened. But up there with one of the sadder moments in Laker history. He tears his Achilles. And the announcers at the time kind of can tell from where he was grabbing and stuff that it was not Achilles injury. And Achilles injury, I mean, you can't even walk with an Achilles injury, right? But, you know, there was a foul on the play. So Kobe Bryant, instead of just going back to the locker room, he had to shoot free throws. So Kobe Bryant walks on the court his own on his own power. I was on, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, on his own power. <laughs> Anyways, Kobe Bryant he walk, walks onto the court. And not only does he shoot both the free throws... Not only does he make both of the free throws, but he walks back to the lock, just limps back over to the locker room. Like it's no big deal. I mean, it it it's it's really it's crazy. Um to to think that, you know, this is the injury that people get carted off for, um, that changes people, and to, and on top of it too, just to think that Kobe Bryant even played well, like two two seasons or so, whatever after the injury is is nuts, right? I mean the, I think this I think this moment really symbolizes the grit that Kobe had. Again, the mama mentality, the determination, and it was a it, as sad as it was. It was a very very inspirational moment, not just to Laker fans, but I think to everyone in general. Um. Okay, so coming in at number five, we have the. We had the sixty-point game that he he had to end his career. Um, Kobe shot twenty-two of fifty. This was this was against the Utah Jazz, and you know it was a crazy moment. And if I'm being one hundred percent honest, the truth has to come out. I didn't even I couldn't even watch this game. Um, shout out to the Orthogoni Society for having a meeting on that day. And I remember I was so <laughs> I wanted to watch that game so bad. But my fraternity, we always had meetings on on Sunday, and I'm pretty sure that game was on a Sunday, or it was on whatever day we had a meeting. is is, is what it was. But we had it. We had a meeting that day, and I remember I, I was so set. I I just remember being at that meeting, and I didn't want to go on my phone to be rude or anything, but my phone was just buzzing. It was just going ballistic. Right, this was Kobe's last. Game. I remember thinking to myself I'm like, oh, this is the worst. This is Kobe's last game? I can't even watch it. But I remember that he was already up to like. I saw, like, some of it, I think, because he was already up to, like, 40, 50 points or something like that, maybe not 50, but he, he, he was up there with points by the time um, the meeting had started, so I knew he was having a good game, but I didn't really know the the magnitude of the game that he had, but anyway, so this was, this was Kobe Bryant at, what, like, 36 years old, something like that, and his body was clearly breaking down, and he, he wasn't the same player, but I mean, 22 of 50 shooting, that's almost 50%, right? So, I mean, yes, obviously Kobe got to hack up shots because it was his last game and he's Kobe Bryant, but it was a, it was a really cool moment. And I think after his Achilles injury, a lot of Laker fans, we were kind of thinking to ourselves or hoping to ourselves because like, we, like we all knew Kobe wasn't going to be the same. And that, I think that was our first, first Kobe heartbreak, but we all wanted him to show us again. Right, just one more time, right? That's what we all just wanted to see. We just wanted to see just a, a, another another moment. Just, just show us one more time, right? That's all we just wanted to one one more thing to relish, and he delivered, right? And it was crazy. I think Shaq Shaq challenged him to get fifty. Kobe laughed it off, like, yeah, okay, funny, and he dropped sixty points. Right? I mean, this is this is crazy. I don't, I can't, I don't think there's ever been a, a better performance uh, or a better way to end your career other than like obviously winning a championship but it was cr- it was nuts and also to I you know my friend my uh my best friend slash brother uh brian was, is he's the first one to say oh my god it was rigged the jazz just let him score if you look at the pictures if you look at the game people are are playing tough against him Right, because after a while, you don't want someone. It doesn't matter who you are. If you're a professional athlete, you don't want someone dropping sixty points on you, especially someone that's like thirty-seven years old or, or whatnot. So, yeah, it, it, it was it was a really cool moment that he was able to finally show us again, um, the the player that he was. So it it, it was great, and um, the people forget too that it was we were losing most of that game, and Kobe's he had this like crazy in the last five minutes or something. He put up like like 10 straight points or something like that and every every <laughs> every bucket that he scored um everyone was just going crazy and everyone was and it was a cool moment dedicated to him it, like I said before it was great that his family was there and yeah it, it it was pretty awesome okay enough rambling on so number 4 we have to mention Kobe's infamous 81 point game against the Toronto Raptors uh He shot 28 of 46, which is nuts. (laughs) It's crazy. Uh, And like I said before, so you know Kobe, you know, kind of left us with a cliffhanger with the 62 point game in three quarters against the Mavericks. And this is this is the game where he got it back right. So he said, "Look, I'm gonna make up for it." This is Kobe making up for it. And I remember, I remember this game. I remember watching it with my dad. um, And I think. That's kind of like the um. That's kind of the 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 cool moments with with reliving a lot of these Kobe memories is, thinking about the, the people that I got to share them with, and I remember very clearly, I was with my, I was with my dad and I think because Kobe had like twenty something points, maybe even twenty five points or something like that in the first quarter, and he had around forty fifty points at the half, and I remember. Looking over at my dad, and you know, as a kid, and I remember asking him, I'm like, do you think he can go for 100? Like, 200? Like, how many points? Like, this is crazy. And my, my, my dad was just laughing and enjoying himself. And, uh, yeah, it, it was just, I mean, I just can't, I, I just don't know of, obviously, other than, like, Will Chamberlain, but, I mean, it's the second most points scored in an NBA basketball game ever. And it's, it's just one of the most dominant performances in the NBA. I mean, just flat out. I mean, this was... This was absurd. I mean, this was also the same season where Kobe was averaging like 35 points a game, which he had to because if you look at our roster at the time, we had like Kwame Brown, Luke Walton, Smush Parker. Like, it was a not a good team. So you don't really want anyone else besides Kobe really shooting these shots. But, I mean, I I don't really know what else to say. I mean, the dude dropped 81 points. I and mean, it was just – it was a crazy moment. Um, <sighs> okay. Number three. Uh – this this one this one I know this is going to be a, a little higher than it should on most people's list but I mean this is my list so whatever but <laughs> this just goes to this this again this is this to me is one of like my favorite favorite Kobe moments um is has to be his 06 buzzer beater against the Phoenix Suns I mean like I said before as a kid I dis buys the Suns I was so mad um and this is the I guess this is a scenario um Lakers were playing the Suns in the first round of the of the playoffs and again like I mentioned before the <laughs> the Lakers did not have the best team right it was not a very well-balanced team and we're playing against the Suns who were, I think we were the seven seed they were the two seed and this Suns team was really good this team was like I, I'm surprised they didn't even make it to the finals. I mean, this team was phenomenal. And you know, I, I, I thought they were great, but um, this team they had what Steve Nash, they had Raja Bell, Amari Stoudemire, Sean Marion. Um, who else did they have? I feel like I'm forgetting people on this team. But anyways, you get the idea. This, this Suns team was was crazy good, and it was what I appreciate about the Suns team is that it was very well balanced. Um, and it was just a, it was a crazy team. But I remember this was the first playoff series I vividly, like really, really remember. And I remember he hits. So I think the Lakers were down two or something like that, and the Suns were trying to inbound the ball. If I'm not mistaken, I think, oh, I forgot who steals it. Was it Lamar or someone like that? Someone steals the ball, passes it up to Kobe, and he throws up this floater, this teardrop, and and, and it, it lands, and he sends the game to overtime. And then fast forward to overtime. I think God, I should know this, but we were either we were either down one or it was a tie game, and there was a jump ball between, I think, Luke Walton and Steve Nash. Luke Walton tips the ball, but it's going toward it's kind of neutral. It's going well, actually, no, no. We we attained the ball. It was going to Kobe, but it's kind of heading towards the sideline. Kobe saves the ball. There's like six seconds left. Kobe dribbles to the elbow, drains the shot at the buzzer. Staples goes ballistic. Everyone goes ballistic. Obviously, I'm going ballistic, and puts us up three uh, one. We did blow the three <laughs> one lead to the Suns, but God, I, mean, I think that might have been looking back on it now. And again, I'm trying. I'm really trying not to make this all about me, but I'm just. It's hard not to talk about this stuff and and um, kind of remember some of the good memories, you know, from the past and everything. But it was. I think at that moment was the first time I really fell in love with, with the Lakers. And I remember as a kid, I remember I was telling everyone I was like, Oh my God. Like I remember I was sitting down with, with, with my grandma at, like a day after the game. And I'm like, and I, and I was like, I was telling her, I'm like, you know, if we beat the Suns, like we, we could probably win the finals. Like me just not knowing anything about basketball. <laughs> but yeah, so that was my first love and my, and my first heartbreak. Cause we ended up blowing that lead in dramatic fashion. Okay. So coming in at number two is Kobe finally beating the Celtics um in the NBA finals back in 2010. Tim this was the ultimate story of revenge. So Kobe gets to the 08 finals. First time he's in the finals without Shaq. Um Shaq had that one championship over him, and Kobe gets there. Obviously there, you know, Andrew Bynum gets hurt, but I mean I'm just saying. Um they get, to, they get to the 08 finals, they lose to the Celtics in 6, but it, it, the way that they lost it too was very embarrassing. There was one game um, where the Lakers were up, I want to say 24 points or something like that in the first quarter, and they blew the lead, and I remember they there was another game where they, um, <laughs> there was another game where, uh, I think the last game, game 6, I believe it was, it was in Boston, and the Lakers they just got blown out. I mean, it was like a 37-point like, blow, something like that. It was crazy. Um, again, this was against the first super team in the NBA with Ray Allen, Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, Rajon Rondo, uh, Kendrick Perkins, and all those guys. And I remember, I remember I'll i never forget this moment, and it's Kobe Bryant, after losing game, game six, getting blown out, walking off the court looking pissed, right? There's confetti falling off for him though. There's confetti coming down from the Boston garden and he just looks pissed, right? And then not too after that, dad, insult to injury because at the time, Kobe was beefing with Shaq. So dad, insult to injury, Shaq comes out with this rap and he's like, last week, Kobe couldn't do without me or some shit like that. And um, Excuse my language, I didn't mean to cuss, but (laughs) he said something along those lines. And yeah, and, and Kobe was just so he was so mad i remember as a as a kid because my one of my really good friends sterling so Sterling, if you're listening to this don't don't forget you know he's a laker fan now but let's let's not forget that at some point you were a celtics fan but let's <laughs> just just throwing that out there but i remember i was mad too because my friend sterling was he was talking all this smack and i remember i remember as a kid going to school if in a um it was i was in middle school i remember going to we had it was a private school and we had these these free dress passes. So if you got like student of the month or like a good score or whatever, cause we, we had to wear a uniform. I remember you get these free dress passes. So wherever that day, uh, you got to wear whatever you wanted, which was a treat back, you know, back when I was in, in middle school. And I remember that I, I wore a Kobe's Jersey <laughs> to middle school. I had tears in my eyes and, uh, <laughs> I was repping the Lakers and I, oh, that was a, it was a tough day, but yeah, so fast forward a little bit. So 2009, Kobe finally wins his first finals without Shaq. And then in 2010, he beats the Celtics in seven games, right? This is the same team that beat him back in 2008. He beats the Celtics in seven games. Very close series. Um, probably one of the best basketball rivalries. Well, just at Lakers in general. Lakers and Celtics in general is the best basketball rivalry, um, I think, ever and uh but this was this was up there with one of the Ravelers. so like i mentioned earlier i i despised the suns but i just had i hated the celtics so 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 much as a kid uh with with this series you know after the 08 final so this was i think this was as sweet as a victory could potentially get um i mean and i'll never forget that moment you were kobe he has both arms stretched out kind of like a in like a T shape and he's a basketball in one arm and he's just soaking it all in. The confetti's coming down from Staples Center. This time it's for him and um yeah, he's just he's soaking in the moment and he I mean like if if Kobe not if when Kobe Bryant gets a statue outside of Staples Center, I think that should be the picture right there where he has both arms stretched out, he's standing up, he has the hat on. I'm pretty sure he has the hat on. Actually, I'm not sure if he has a hat on, but yeah, that's not even important. But he has a, he has the basketball in one hand, and you know, he's just like I said, just soaking it all in and just kind of really enjoying the moment. And I think as a fan, that's probably one of my one of my favorite memories in sports ever. Right, just just seeing that, being so satisfied, seeing how far he's come, um, setting these goals, and and getting revenge on the team that beat him. You know, I mean, I. I don't I'm not sure if there's gonna be a sweeter as a Laker fan, it's almost like you're chasing that high of of that Celtics victory. And I don't think there's gonna be any greater moment. Um like it could potentially in Laker history, except segue to the number one moment. And this is this is this is such an iconic moment. And I didn't talk about Shaq a lot on this um on this podcast, but to me, I mean you you can't I kinda do a top ten Kobe moment. And not include Shaq, right? So, the top, the number one moment. Drumroll, please. Brrr. No, I'm kidding. Okay, so the number one moment for, I think, a Kobe Bryant, my Kobe Bryant list has to be Kobe Bryant's lob to Shaq in the 2000 Western Conference Finals Game Seven against the Portland Trailblazers. Um, to put this into perspective the Lakers went up in that series three to one, and they, like I said earlier in my podcast, they've been beefing. They'd been beefing a lot with the Portland Trailblazers and they... This was a hard-fought-out series. The Lakers went up 3-1. unlike six years later, the Lakers didn't blow the 3-1 lead this time, but it went to a Game 7, right? Went to Game 7 at Staples Center. Um, the Trailblazers were hitting everything and, you know, we they almost put a 3-1 lead and they come back. They are down, to what, 15, 16 points, something like that in the fourth quarter. Lakers come back. Obviously, it was a mix of um the, the trailblazers went cold and they also got into some foul trouble. Maybe the refs had a little something to do with it. I don't know. My, my biased opinion is gonna say no. But <laughs> probably. But anyways, it doesn't really take away from the moment as much as that the Yeah, the the, the Lakers, they uh they they came back. They came back down from the 15 point deficit and they're up four, right? And there's like forty five seconds left. So Portland is in a dire need of a stop right they they have to get a stop keep the game close and so Kobe has has Pippen on him as I'm sure I mean sure you guys all know but I'm gonna recap I'm gonna rehash it anyways Kobe has pick has Pippen draped all over him um he has a crossover he drives to the basket everyone collapses because he's freaking Kobe Bryant right and Kobe lobs the ball up Shaq rolls to the basket and it's an alley-oop and it's it's such an iconic moment right Shaq does the alley-oop he's pointing at which now we know is his son um but we at the time it felt like it it, it was for Kobe but and that's not really important but I mean that just I think that moment not only it was one of the biggest moments of Kobe Bryant's career but I think it was probably the best Kobe Bryant and Shaq moment and when you think of some of the most dominant teams or some of the, like, the best duo, um, I Kobe and Shaq are up there, and you can't, you can't say Kobe without Shaq, you can't say Shaq without Kobe, because there was such a, it's such a big role in, for the Lakers, and yeah, wow, this is a very long episode, holy smoke, I was even looking at the time, I was kind of rambling on, and, um, But yeah, so there's my top 10 list. That's my honorable mention. I'm sure there's plenty of stuff that I missed. Let me just go through some of these messages and see. Um, Let's see. Oh, yeah, Kobe's dunk on CP3. That was really awesome. Um, Oh, also, too, another moment that I have to talk about honorable mention. I know I'm speaking out of order. I know. I am so sorry Um, if if you're still listening. (laughs) Sorry about this. But anyways, so... Uh, one of the one of the coolest moments in Kobe Bryant's career, which is a bad moment that I'm gonna try to wrap this up soon, but this is a bad moment that wrapped up into a very good moment, was that there's a playoff series I want to say in '96 '97. It was Kobe's rookie year, so I'm gonna assume '96. Yes. So it's Kobe's moment. You know, he airballs three free throw. Uh, three, he airballs it like five times in a row, to to lose an elimination game to the Utah Jazz, and. I, 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 you know, he, he was furious. He comes back and, um, cause they said he, when he landed back in LA. He was shooting shots until the sun, the sun came out or until the morning, right? Like he was just shooting and shooting and shooting. he was so mad and so angry at himself and he knew he can do better. And I think I'm Kobe was always destined for greatness, but I'm not sure if that moment, I think that moment really helped define the player that he is. And it, it really, right, because his first, you know, people probably thought after that first his first season, oh, he's just not clutch in the fourth quarter, right? So he, he it's almost like he made it a point in his career to do that. And, and you're really able to capitalize on it. So, again, there are a ton, a t- absolute ton of Kobe memories. Um, I mean, just really just going through this list and kind of reliving a lot of this, is, it's, it, it's a really cool moment, you know, and it's it, it's really cool. And I think that, you know, with sports in general, and specifically with, with Kobe and the Lakers and what it means to Los Angeles, I, I, in regards to all that, I, I think what's really special about Kobe and what we all appreciate about Kobe is that his play really brought a lot of Laker fans and, and it brought a lot of people together right? It, it's, you know, you, you talk, it's a good talking point, something that you you cheer for and you admire, and it's cool, you know? It's, uh, you brought us a lot of special moments that I were able to cherish for a long time, and like I said before in my, in my last podcast, um, condolences not only to Kobe Bryant and Gigi, but all the victims of the helicopter crash, um, it's it's a tough thing to go through but anyways guys uh I'm not trying to end all sad but it's it's been weighing on my mind but anyways thank you guys so so very much for for listening and thank you a lot for submitting your favorite moments uh to help me make this Kobe list um i really appreciate it and thank you guys again for listening my name is Eddie Raksak, and this has been Ted Talk Sports